0: Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. And I have a guest with me today and uh, happy to have him. And I just found out he's uh, from from my neck of the woods. So that's always good, I think, anyway. Um, But anyway, our guest today is in a very unique business. Um, a very needed business, and has a brand new franchise brand to talk about. His name is Joshua Malik. He is the CEO and founder of Joshua Tree Experts. Thanks for joining us today, Joshua.
1: Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me, man. I am super excited and pumped to be here.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, i tell you what, one of the best places to start uh, to kind of dive in to what you're doing there uh, is to kind of figure out how you got to where you are. So could you tell us a little bit about the background of Joshua Tree Experts, how uh, how you got started, and now now that you're franchising, a little bit about your vision.
1: Yeah. You know, my journey in this industry th- started 30 years ago, uh, right out of high school. I loved physical labor. I loved working. I remember I used to skip school to go work with my friends that were in construction and concrete and uh, just didn't really, you know, college wasn't for me. And uh, my parents were somewhat entrepreneurial, very hard, uh, had a very good work ethic. And I got into doing tree business like a couple of months before I graduated high school. I was working on the weekends. And I remember the day I graduated, I went strictly into doing tree care full time. And I loved it. I did, man. It was such an adrenaline rush. Uh, I was big into uh, motocross racing, skydiving, rock climbing. So this was really just like right up my alley of, Man, I remember going out to the job site, like I know I can do that. And I worked the industry for, for eight years. I worked in the field. I worked myself up. I started at the lowest level as a ground man, dragging brush, uh, raking up, uh, lowering limbs out of trees for the climbers. And within a couple of months, I was climbing trees and and you know, I didn't I didn't want to go back on the ground. So I worked my way up to a crew leader and I worked in the field for about eight years. And probably after about my fifth year, I really you know, something hit me where it's like, hey, man, I think I'm going to make a career out of this industry. And I really wanted to start learning more about arbor in general, right? I was working for companies, we were really doing tree removal services. And I thought, man, if I really, if I'm going to make this a, a longer career, I want to learn, you know, why are we removing trees that are dying, right? How can I provide better preservation and care to different trees? So um I really started performing, you know, basically, some self-education and I got in with a company that really drove success through their employees through development of training education and I spent about three years there and and it was one of the best companies I've ever worked for Uh, I had another uh, local company approach me and say hey man we love uh, uh, what you're what you're doing uh, over at this other place and we'd love to have you come manage and sell for us so I sold for them for five years I remember telling uh, on my interview. I said, "Hey, I'm going to give you five years." I had a passion at that time. I really wanted to launch my own business, and I did. Five years later, I, I uh, emerged uh, Joshua Tree Experts in 2005. Um, I was doing really well. I got to tell you, to be honest with you, in the industry alone, I was. Uh, I had a lot of people, including uh, my my. Parents and and very close friends. They, you know, dude, like, what are you leaving such a good job? I was making really good money at the time, and I said, Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to be my own boss. I want to build my own future, my own success. Uh, I feel like a lot of what I'm doing right now is uh, I'm running a company, and I'm just running it for someone else. And I emerged. I had a a hundred square foot office uh, in my three car garage. I parked my my vehicles. I had a chipper and a chip truck and a spray rig to start. And uh, we launched in 2005. I grew pretty rapidly in my area. Uh, I always had a niche. I was selling previously for five years, so I knew how to. I knew how to sell the services. I knew how to interact um, and just really build rapport with the clients that I was seeing there. And I really like developing people. So as I was bringing in, you know, people that were already in the industry, I could. I could really reflect and express my vision to them. And people that were in the industry that had no experience, I was able to provide a career path and a career ladder to get them from, you know, a ground a ground man to a climber, to a crew, crew leader, to an arborist, you know, selling the work. And we really built something amazing, you know, since that time. In 2009, yeah. I moved out of my my 100 square foot office space right and uh, i developed a commercial property on 3 acres and i've been there since and um you know we started out as a general tree care plant health care company so that's pruning Uh, trees, removing trees, uh, stump grinding. And then we also do a a very uh, unique part of insect and disease treatment to trees. We do soil amendments as in fertilizing, insecticides, fungicides. And I launched as that. And as I was continuing to grow, we knew there was another niche in the market. And my clients were asking us about doing some lawn care. 2017, Mm -hmm. we launched lawn care services of fertilizer, weed control, uh, aeration and seeding. And that with our cross-selling ability, our marketing ability, some of our partnerships within, within the marketing concept, it just, it really soared. In 2020, we started offering pest control, indoor, outdoor pest control, mosquito, flea, and tick. I opened my second location down in Soderton. go Rob. <laughs> and uh, we started franchising as well.
0: Uh, well, you know, I, I love that answer. And you know why? Because you have shown, like when you got a guy that's gone A to Z, um, starting a, a, as you know basically a laborer, right, in high school, all the way through, done every role sales, marketing, operations, running, you know, crews, hiring, understanding talent. What I want the audience to understand is that's the hard work that a franchise isn't. You know It's amazing because all those learnings. 15 years of it, the, the additional revenue streams, the marketing. I heard you say, we'll talk about marketing a little bit, but ultimately, that is an amazing. Um, I, it, nothing gets lost on me when I hear that. And I say to myself, you know, that is exactly why the formula is where it is now. So tell me more about the franchise decision. You, you decided to franchise last year. Uh, you have a vision to grow. Tell me what that looks like in terms of your growth plans.
1: Yeah, thanks. You know, it actually became more of a thought in 2019. And, you know, the one thing that I, I love the plan, um, you know, we we plan out every year, we, you know, prepare budgets, uh, we prepare a three-year plan, we update our 10-year target. And I think it's really important to 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 really know, hey, where you're going, what path you're gonna, you know, take and how you're gonna get there, right? These roadblocks and obstacles that you hit, how are you gonna overcome them, right? If you can see them, you know, beforehand, it's a lot easier to get over top of them. So in 2019, um I remember I bought a book on franchise and I think it was Mark Seibert's book or something like that. And I read and I was like, I think we have a franchise concept here. I really do. And I seen some other green industry professionals doing really, really well in the space. And Going back, I I really like developing people. I really like a challenge. I really like promoting internally too. As we grow as a company, Rob, what's important to me is to say, hey, take the people that have been with you and continue to provide opportunity for them. So when you really look at the team that I have right now that's been alongside me for, you know, my first two hires are with me. I got guys, you know, 10, 15 years that are with me. And you know what, they started at these lower levels and we've developed, we work together, we've made goals together and we've promoted where they have financially secured themselves. They have this professional development, whether it's through certification experience, you know, all these learning channels that have gotten them from point A and they jumped to point B, C. And it's just love, I, I love you know watching people to be able to do that. And yeah. I do, I get a lot of joy from that. I love the challenge of being able to do that. Uh, I love to travel and I know this would also give me a, an opportunity on a personal side to be able to go see some different areas of the country and being able to, you know, work with different people and again, develop them. Uh, it's really, really yeah. important to me.
0: No, totally. I mean, everything you're saying, I mean, that's, that's exactly the pivot, right? So you perfect a business over many years. Uh, you build teams, you learn, um, And you take that and you package it up, and you become uh, a consultant, coach, support uh, mechanism for others to do the same thing. And you know, so as the brand leader, as the franchisor, uh, that is your job, and that that is what it turns into, right? Working with others, seeing their successes. So tell me a little bit about you know the the tree concept, right? So you started in trees you've expanded into lawn care and into pest, uh, pest control. Um, tell me about the model. Tell me a little bit about what you've learned and, and why you believe now is such a good time to get into this, this business.
1: You know, trees launching as a tree care company. I had all that experience and trees are awesome. They're, they're everywhere. They really are. Um, I found some of my best clients. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You know, at a, at a convenience store that that seen my shirt and logo and said, hey, what's what's Joshua Tree Experts? And you tell them before you know it, there's this tree story. Oh my goodness, I got to get you over to my house, right? Well, guess what? I get over to their house because I'm very action related. So I get over there and uh, before you know it, they're a client. And it's just amazing when you tell people that you're an arborist or you have arborist staffed arborists that are professionals in the industry, because there's a lot of mom and pop shops that are very targeted towards tree care. We focus, or tree removal services, we focus our efforts more on tree preservation. Hey, we want to build long-term relationships with clients. So we go into their property and we really evaluate the entire property on, hey, how can we make it more functional? In the landscape how can we add more value by you know improving the aesthetics of the tree maybe you know making it more functional um for you know shading on the house or maybe a back deck or something like that and you know during during that whole time you know you, you got all these people that just want the tree care it's just a very fruitful business right yeah you heard me say preservation i really focus on the recurring avenues of the of this business the tree and shrub spray we do, the lawn care applications, fertilizer, weed control, the pest control, it's all a recurring revenue stream model. So as we're picking up clients year over year, they're getting bumped into the service brand of the next year. You're continuing to build that model out. You're com- continuing to build that revenue that you have every year. And you know we use that as part of our marketing source then, as we're marketing them, we're marketing their neighbors. And it really just becomes a very, you know, it, it gives you some easier growth model. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really does is you're going into next year, you know, we're going to go into this following season in 2023 as we're renewing our services, we'll have 5.3 million on the books already to perform in tree and shrub spray lawn care and the pest control. Yeah.
0: Yeah, now that that I mean, so I thought of a few things as you were answering, right? First is I love your I love your name, man. You just were born with your your parents gave you a good name because I love the the name Joshua Tree, right? It just makes you think of the album you too did, and honestly, there's so much branding. Just it just it's memorable, right? That's all. And uh, I I don't you know, and then of course experts, Joshua Tree experts, right? So when I think of marketing, I think of you now have become someone that's very different from every other, call it landscape maintenance type of company, because you're coming in as an expert, taking care of what I would consider to be your clients. Some of them, the most important things on their property, right? Some of these really large or older trees that provide a lot of beauty and shading and different reasons they love them, right? And there's very few people that do, like you said, have the expertise to preserve, come in as an angle of preserving, right? Not just removing or dealing with uh, damage uh, or storms or what have you. I'm sure that you do deal with, but the idea of coming in and being that subject matter expert then allows you to take care of everything else, right? Versus the other folks that come in, uh, they're, they're a Me Too service. Everybody does lawn care, right? Not everybody, but there's a lot of people who will do that. Not a lot of everybody can do what you do and then you can get the lawn care. So I I find that to be a much easier conversation starter and, and marketing and sales is all about that. So I think Bravo though, on your thought process, I don't know how that all came about, but, but I love it. It, it does stick in your head. And, and I also thought, you know, the other thing I know works well in dealing with a lot of brands like you is that neighborhood effect, right? Um, you know, we all talk to our neighbors. And if you do good work, you know, it's almost like one client becomes however many, right? And so again, that alleviates when you have an ability to generate referrals and relationships from one, then marketing dollars can work hard to get you the first one. And then the ROI really comes from those referrals. And that's great when you have that model. That's very important. So great stuff. Tell me a little bit about Obviously, all of us, it, you know, it's 2022 and we're re- recovering from COVID, getting back to normal. Um, but now the economy is sort of, you know, up and down. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people talking about recession and all that. What's your view on that as a business owner, as a CEO? How do you sort of prepare? Um, wh- what are you thinking of in terms of your future there?
1: I think it's something that should be talked about. I know a lot of business owners in general want to avoid a conversation like this or not talk about, hey man, how can the economy and the state of you know or our country, you know, whatever just you know be bad for business. It's like listen, you you got to pivot when you're in business. You have to you might have to pivot a little bit differently than you planned and and you know we talk about planning all the time. And the reason you do that is because, yo, you might have to change something up, okay? Mm -hmm. And COVID was great. COVID was great for our industry. Uh, We were a central business. Uh, People were just saying, yes, (laughs) it didn't matter what you pitched them. Hey, man, they were at home. So being in the home services, um, you know, our our mission is making home environments safe, healthy, and beautiful. And, man, we had a ton of opportunity on that. And people were just saying, yes, give me the service, give me the service. It's not, not like that today. It's not. So you got to pivot on what your pitch is. You have to be more understanding and empathetic to, to your client and really build that relationship and dig deep. Uh, hey, put some things on the back burner. You know, yeah, you called me for this. And yeah, let's take a look at this. And let me bring some other things to your attention. And maybe we can put that stuff on the back burner for next year. You know, let's do a follow-up to maybe Karen for some of that other stuff and really focus it, you know, more on the need. Right now, other than the once. And you have the business plan around that too. You know, nowadays, hey, people are making more. Again, it's things that don't want to talk about, right? It's like, hey, people are making more, right? Job material costs more nowadays, right? Equipment's harder to get. Uh, vehicles are harder to get. Hey, let's talk about it, But that's all the planning, right? That's hmm. all the planning again. It's like, hey, we'll put the issues on the table. Yeah, we don't need to hide the elephant in the room. Let's bring it up. Let's talk about it. Let's have some really good resolution and good discussion about it. Get it out there and let's just keep replanning, right? Let's keep mm-hmm. replanning. What's good about this industry is we're, res- we're recession resistant, right? And you know, nothing's, you know, proof, you know, bulletproof on it. But we are in a sense where tree care at some point is vital where you need to have tree care. A dead tree in your yard is more of a, a liability not only to you, but your property, neighbors, pedestrians, vehicles, whatever. It's like, you've got to show some type of attention to it. Um, trees that are healthy and beautiful. Hey, if they're growing next to the structure and they're starting to rub on the gutter or the roof line, or, man, you, you got to duck every time you go by it at the sidewalk, there's ordinances that you got, you're going to have to care for it. Um, and and that's where we come into play. Right. Yeah, well,
0: no, I, I was just going to comment real quick that, you know, the, um, Uh, The idea of of your team, right, which is a proven team um, year after year, uh, been through a lot, obviously, in the last 15 years or plus. Um, And that team is the team that is ensuring that folks can just focus on business, right? So when you're part of a franchise brand, you have sort of that that hub, the brand, the franchisor, right, that can continue – to keep an eye on things like that, right? Plan for the future. Has a leader like you that that understands the ideas. It's not we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna fix it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna achieve. We're gonna hit our goals. But the word pivot was brilliant, right? That is true. That's what we all have to prepare for. I think more and more as as these years go by, um, is flexibility, right, and the ability to to pivot. But the beauty of franchising is that the network right? Can work together. And that's where some of the best ideas come both directions. And that, I think which makes makes the, the franchise system work so well in whether it's an up economy or a down economy, because even in an up economy, there could be other sets of problems, right? And, um, but that's brilliant. And that's exactly what I'm thinking too, is, is just to be able to be flexible and then take what you learn and roll it out. Things that are proven, things that work and be there to support, right? Every market can be a little different, but understanding things from many angles is where you can come in and support that. And I think that's amazing. Anyway, so I just wanted to inject on that, but is there anything else you wanted to finish up on that thought?
1: No, I think you're, I I love when you say, hey man, you kind of network together and you know, you usually get a bunch of franchisees together and you got a group of really smart people. And and it's, it's interjecting those ideas and, and being open and honest with each other and saying, hey, you know, what can we do? You know, this is let, let's do this as a, as a team. We're not here to I'm not here to dictate exactly what we're going to do. I love getting ideas. You know, yeah. I, I, I want to hear from, you know, our leadership team we have. It's like, hey, man, we hold each other accountable. We are very, uh, very conscious of supplying a lot of feedback so that we look at the greater good of the business as a whole, and it's not just helping one person, it's helping everybody. And part of that network that you are talking about is exactly that. It's like, listen, when you win, we all win. That's all there is to it, right? The more successful your franchisees are, the more successful the franchisors, and when we can all go at bat and hit home runs, listen, we're gonna win.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there's that old saying, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself, right? They say that a lot. In franchising, and and it is critical. It is critical. As a business entrepreneur like yourself, you know that there's, you know, the doing it your way was harder, right? The franchise system is proven to work because of the hard work that the brands do to get to get that going. So I think that's amazing, and that is the power of franchising, whether we're dealing with up or down economies. Um, but you know, we're, we're you know we're about to wrap up uh, towards the end of the show here. And I wanted you to have an opportunity to kind of leave the audience with, you know, just something that you know you just shared a lot. You know, fifteen years, great teams, you got a great vision. Is there anything you want to leave with the audience that you feel like? Yeah, that's the one thing that I really always use as my guiding principle. Um, it's the one thing I my standby, you know, idea. Anything like that, or just something you want to share? I'll leave with the audience before we go,
1: man. Trust your gut. I I do. I always go off of my gut. I do. I, I I check myself a lot. Um, I'm so fortunate to be where I'm at. Honestly, Rob, I have such great people around me. Um, Surround yourself with great people. And I can't tell you the amount of coworkers um, that I have that have just come up and say, wow, you've really surrounded yourself with a lot of great people. And and it's true. Um, not even just in the in the the world of of my business, right? It's my 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 friends, my family. We're very very positive. You know, we're not we're not Debbie Downers. Yeah, you know, we're always looking at the upbeat. Uh, we communicate well. We understand conflict rev, uh, resolution, and we just yo know, yo. Know, we always work, and we always want to push each other to better heights. You want those type of people around you. You really, really do. Uh, Like you said earlier, you're getting into a franchise system. and You are avoiding a lot of mistakes that someone can make just launching their own business, right? You're going off of a proven model. It's got systems and processes in place. You got marketing development in place. You got the experts, someone like myself, who's, I got to tell you, man, I'm going to be fortunate. I'm I'm living in one industry and career my entire life. There's not a lot of people that can say that. You know, I've truly been in the green industry, treat care, where I'm in my 30th year. Uh, I'm going to go 50 years. This is awesome. There's not a lot of people that can say that. and It's not odd in this industry to hear that because, hey, a lot of people got just into it like I did right out of high school. So when you're networking, again, the power of a network group, a peer group that you can talk to, surrounding yourself with great people, man, that's to me, that's where it's at.
0: Uh, yeah. I love that. And, and it's the surrounding yourself with great people. You know, I heard, I heard a really, uh, uh, a really accomplished entrepreneur uh, kind of share the same idea, the same advice. Right? And someone who's started many, many businesses and, and Silicon Valley connected guy. And, and, and we asked him like, what was, what was that thing? You know, what, what kind of the same kind of question. And he's like, well, it's like figuring out what you don't know. And finding people that 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 know it, right? Like being being a leader that can lead, but allow others to fill in those areas where you might have a weakness, right? But being able to surround yourself with that team is what takes you to those greater heights, right? You can only do so much as yourself. <laughs> so if you can help others become more like you, your team, and learn from them, and all get stronger, and then you take that to the franchise operators and the owners in the field it's just an amazing amazing thing and i i expect great things from the brand uh, i'm really looking forward to what you guys are going to do i uh, hope to have you back again i appreciate your time today joshua um thanks for being here
1: rob thank you man i appreciate you um and uh, i look forward to uh, us connecting again man next time you're out here in a pa you hook me up man i got coffee on you
0: all right sounds real good all right, well, I just wanna thank my, uh, my sponsor, uh, IDS, uh, for their support. And again, uh, the Joshua Tree uh, experts. And, and before we go, uh, Joshua, can you let everybody know where they can learn more about your brand and the franchise opportunity? You wanna share a website?
1: Yeah, I'll share two with you. We got a consumer website, joshuatreexperts.com, which is uh, something you're gonna see a lot of our uh, marketing, the services we provide. And then to to learn more about the franchise opportunity, jtefranchising.com.
0: Sounds good. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. And bye for now.